So you're in charge of taking it? Yeah. Right. Okay. At all times, Mish. You should sit over there in the class. Right? You sit over there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. How many years ago? The summer of doesn't have to wake him up now. Oh, he never had to wake him up. So I was giggling. He kept us up. We had good times, remember? It was good. It was good. Yeah. Okay, let's go, Kevin. Let's learn. We ended last week, we were talking about the um, the Matthias of our generation <coughs> were more than ever before in, in a very, very extreme way. We're dealing with little boys in the uh, in adult bodies. That's what we were talking about at the end last week, how all of the eight Nakudas that we have been learning these past few weeks, eight Nakudas of transition from childhood to adulthood, all of that is so much more intensified because of the strange time that we're living in where boys are staying in school, whether it's, uh, whether it's in this medrash or lahadlis in secular education, higher schools of education, they're staying 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. And in the old days... 15 years old, a person, was, uh, a person was already out there, was working, and so the maturation took place simultaneously, physical maturation together with emotional <laughs> maturation. So but now the boys are physically developed, they're ready to go, but, but they're in school or they're in yeshiva, and, and they're suffering a terrible, terrible loneliness and yeyush uh, because they can't really move forward in their lives, and emotionally they're stuck, while physically they're young men who would like to move ahead with their lives. So it's not it's not any wonder at all that what we see in the behavior of children more than ever before, of course, this is this is a universal problem in adulthood and that transition. But as far as what we're seeing more recently in a very, very extreme way, we see the erratic behavior of of of, uh, of Bachram that one day, you know, one day is a tzaddik, and the next day he doesn't want to keep, doesn't want to keep mitzvahs. There's a mother that was telling me from Yishalayim that, that uh, all of a sudden he came home, she has a chesidish son, there's a long payas, fat long payas all the way down here. He cuts off his payas, and now, you know, he, he bought himself, uh, bought himself some, some little sports jacket, and, and it's just from one day to the next, the, the changes that are taking place uh, from one moment to the next, acting like an adult, and then a moment later is acting like a child. And uh, very often what you see is that in school, the kid is a malach in school. Beautiful. Everything is wonderful, but at home, mom is the opposite. You wouldn't know it's the same person. The behavior is so, the behavior is so erratic. One day happy, the other day, the other day said. So it's a tremendous billable. Now, you know, in the Torah, there's a parasha, that was never actually put into practice, but we all know about it, and it frightens us. That's the Ben Sarah Mara. None of these children, Chalila, Chalila, 
any of these children are together of a rebellious child of a Ben Saramur. But from the parish of Ben Saramur, we can learn we can learn some very very important things. The Kolapachis the Kolapachis a certain a certain way of thinking, <coughs> a certain way of reacting, because that's what we have to think about. How to deal with these situations, how to deal with this, to understand and how to deal with these situations. Now you all know what uh, Rashi brings down from Chazal, the unbelievable Chumrah that we have by Ben Saramara. Rashi brings down over there in Kisayt say, U Ben Saramara Neragal Shem Saifai. It's a shocking thing. That Ben Saramara is conducting himself a certain way now, and, and we theoretically, is Neragal Shem Saifai. He's killed because of what will eventually happen with this, with this boy. Higia Torah Daitai. Higia Daitai means that the Torah already is able to see where this kid is going. Judging by his behavior in the present, the way that he's eating and conducting himself and so on. So where this kid is headed, the Rashi brings down, Saif because the way that he lives, he's going to use up all of his He's going to use up all of his father's uh, money. That's before there were credit cards. You had to have cash. <laughs> to use up all of his father's money. He's going to need more. He's not going to find more. So what's he going to end up doing? He's going to end up standing, standing along the road someplace by the precious drachim. He's going to become a thief. He's going to start holding people up for the money because he needs to support his habits. He has to have more money. <clears throat> the terror comes along and says... Yomus Zakai, let's kill him, let's remove him while he's still at a stage of innocence. He hasn't yet come to that point of where he's headed, so let's kill him now. Yomus Zakai va'al Yomus Chayv. Better we should leave the world in this state of innocence or semi innocence than to come to that place. We see where he's going, and we can tell where this is headed. Of course, this, this, is, this never actually ever happened that Ben Sarmar was put to death. But but the Torah revealed this parasha to us, especially for us at the end of time, to have a certain understanding of very, we're going to come back to this parasha often, to have an understanding <coughs> of the Torah's outlook and how we should deal with the situation. The Sifri brings from Rabbi Yishia that if the parents, a remarkable Chiddush, that if the parents are Michael, if the parents are Michael, was there's a Ben Saramara, he's a, he's, 100% Ben Saramara. He fits the description of Ben Saramara. And the parents already are, are, the parents already are accusing him of being a Ben Saramara. And then Yishma Ebekal Ovi, Ebekal Imov, Yisro, Sarvili, Yishma Leim, all the, he fits the description of Ben Saramara. He's, he's a halachic Ben Saramara. So it says in the Sefri that if the parents are Michael, the kid, in other words, they're angry and they accuse him of being Ben Saramara and, and there's everything with Adis and Bezdin, everything is ready to go. And they're going to kill this kid. And the, and the parents are Michaelim. So Biyashi says that the halach is that if the parents are Michael, then, then, the, then everything is stopped. And the child is not punished, nothing happens to him. We don't punish him. And not only that, but the Aveira is, the, it says, Chatoso, the Lashon he uses is Chatoso, he miscaperes. Nothing happened to the kid. The parents, the parents are Michael. They were strong, but now they see that they, this, this is serious. Now the parents are Michael. They don't want their son to die. The parents are Michael. 
So Gershi says that Chatos owes Miskaperis. He's not punished, and the Aveir is Miskaperis. The Lashon is Sarumayra Imrotsu Avivim Alimchaloi Maichlamlai. The parents want to be Maichel. You might, you might say it's a din in Bezdin, but the, par- the, the Rabbi Yoshi is Mechadish, so the parents are Michael. They're Michael, and Michael works. So the Shemi Shmuel that you have in front of you from last week, that page, it says Shemi Shmuel on top. The Shemi Shmuel, the Shemi Shmuel asks a very strong question. We'll read inside in a second. The question of the Shemi Shmuel is pretty obvious. Since, <laughs> since the problem with this young man, this by Mitzvah since the problem with him is that Yard the Torah Lasaif Daitai, the Torah already sees where this boy is going. And he's going to end up being a criminal a criminal. He's going to end up being the last Sabriyas. He's going to be holding people up and potentially killing people because of his behavior, where this is going. So the fact that the parents are Michael, like how does that protect society? The kid's a messed up kid. This kid is a messed up kid. I mean, it's a very serious matter. And he's a, he's a menace to society. He's a menace to society. So the parents of Michael, Shkoyach, the parents of Michael, how does that, like, so how does that change the reality? Uh, 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 that's the Metzias. I remember my, my daughter once came back with a costume and she was going to the seminary. You know, the girls, they, they go like 5,000 pounds of stuff, the uh, suitcases. And, uh, and so they, so Chumi said that they charged her you know, that they said you have to pay for that suitcase, uh, whatever, $100, $150. So, so my daughter, so Chumi asked, like, what's the problem? So he said, well, it's heavy. So, so it's a security problem. So then Chumi said, so, and if I give you $150, then it's not a security problem? <laughs> like, how does that, how's that help make it better? How does that help the airplane? If I give you $150, it makes you feel better. It makes it lighter. <laughs> give you $150. It's, so, uh, the Matthias is the Matthias. You got Kasha here, this. The thing weighs a the thing weighs a thousand pounds. It's, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's, if you give one hundred fifty dollars, still, it's still uh, the plane's still going to fall into the water. So what are you going to do? You're lighter. Yeah, you're lighter. The person's lighter. That's for sure. Okay. So the Matthias says that this kid's a Ben Sarah Myron. He's not. He's not good. As a schlachter. And he's gonna make, and he's gonna end up being molested as a bris. And you are the safe, tireless safe daito. So the parents are standing there, and the parents, no, 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 Yanki, he, he'll be, it's good. Well, Michael, so look at the shemesh shmuel. Just as a as hagdama to uh, 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 the episode of, of of how to deal with these situations, how to try to deal with these situations. The shemesh shmuel is in kisete tarfresh ayin aleph. He's not being killed. The Ben Sarah was not killed because he was hard for his parents or he rebelled against his parents. That, that's, of course, a symptom of a, 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 of a problem. The reason that he's killed is because he's, he's dangerous. He's a, this guy's a loaded gun. El al shem soifai, she soifai the last time He's going to end up hurting people. Imkain, loma toel mechilosa. So shem ishmolis, imkain, why does the mechila work? What difference does it make to the parents of Marv? The Messiah says, he's a, the kid's no good. So what does the mechila help? How does that say, save people's lives in the future? What a deep thing the Shemir Shmuel says. 
This is the that we're going to be taking with us throughout all of our limudim. The Torah reached Saif Daitai, of where this boy is headed. But we know there are certain Rishoyim Gemurim, terrible Rishoyim, terrible Rishoyim. That did every disgusting thing imaginable in the world. And we know from Chazal a number of stories like this. And we've seen in life such thing. That these people, they ended up doing tshuva. So what does it mean? Yodato l'soif daito. L'soif daito. V'shemi yiyazekim aysa. And perhaps, perhaps this this boy will be one of those who will who will do tshuva. In other words, that the soif, the end of this person will be, that it will be about tshuva. Halo, lo nina'alu darachit tshuva l'fnei shum adam. The gates of tshuva are not shut before any person. What does it mean? Until till, till a person could do tshuva till, till the daka, till the earth, meaning till, till the last second a person could do tshuva. And Mekabla, and we, and we accept the person does tshuva. So the Shemesh Mul says, It's a tshuva merlessly yisrov leil akum. Tshuva works for a Jew and not for a guy. It's the whole question of the parish of Ninveh. But but uh, tshuva, whatever, however that's resolved, that's not for now, but tshuva is more ellisly Yisrael, tshuva works for a Jew and not for an Akum. Why? So Shem Yishmul says, V'nira demach meshi Yisrael heim b'nei avim mitzvah v'yakov. Because every Jew is a b'nei avim mitzvah v'yakov. Sheim be'etzem Nafshais, Taharais, Taharais, Vitaivais. That means that Be'etzem, every single Jew, regardless of how he's behaving, every single Jew, Be'etzem, is Tahar Vitaiv, is pure and is good. Rakshibimikre, <coughs> for whatever reason, whatever's going on in, in, in his life, whatever the problem is, Nislach Lechu This person or this child has become filthy with Averis. That awakens the Nakuda Hasharoshis, that Nakuda, that's the Sharish, the root. That is that chain. That Nakuda Sharoshis, that is, that is connected, that is part of that chain. That goes all the way back to Avmitsuk and Yaakov. And when the person, when a Jew decides, when he decides to turn back, then he grabs on to that old, long chain that reaches all the way back to the others. And suddenly, there pours into him a ruach a new ruach of life, for the makar of where a Jew comes from, which is from the others. And therefore, once he makes, once he reaches back and takes hold of that chain of the others, then so his tshuva will, will be sustained, he'll sustain it. And he will remain faithful to Hashem and the Torah. That's soif da'ita. But a goy, 
But the guy, when he has been miscalcul, when he has ruined his life, and he and he lives a life of of, of sin, so it's like a branch that is cut off from its source of life. There's no takana. There's nothing to reach back to. There's nothing to connect anymore. It's finished. So even if the guy regrets what he's done and he tries to do tshuva, he can't sustain that. He can't continue. In the end, he's going to he's going to fall because he's he cut himself off from his earlier way of behaving. That's finished, and there's no such thing as returning. He has nothing to return to. Haklal, shakol atzma shel tshuva shomor elas. The reason that tshuva works, the Shem Yishmuel says. Is because of the chain, all the way back to the Ovis. Now, back to the boy, the Ben Sarah Mora. So, the fact that this child is a Ben Sarah Mora means that this boy has turned his back on his parents. He's rejecting his parents. He's Sarah Mora. He doesn't listen to his parents. He's turned against his parents. So as a result of that, he has taken himself away. He's now dangling in midair. Because his parents are the connection to Avi Mitzvah King Yaakov. He's rejected his parents. He's turned away from his parents. He's on his own. And on his own, he's just floating in space. So bevaday shaliyasa tshuva. What's going to bring him back? Va'afim yase, and even if he does tshuva, loytasim, he won't be able to sustain it. Viachzal l'surai, the soifer l'lastem is abriyis. That's what the Torah is. Yod the Torah l'soif daito. Since he has turned away from his past, he's rejected his past. He is not connected to the shalshels of the others. Therefore, yod the Torah l'soif daito. Better to kill him now. Yom zakai v'al yom zchayiv. Better he should die now before he hurts people and so on. So then the Shemesh Shmuel's question was, so now what, what's the difference if his parents are Michael? But that's the whole difference. However, if the parents are Michael, no matter how angry that kid is, no matter how much he spits on his parents, no matter how much he says, I hate you, I can't stand you, I don't want to ever see you again, if the parents turn back to him and say that we're moichel you, that we're moichel you for everything you've done to us, we're moichel you for everything, shuv enoneroi, he's not killed. He's not punished. Not only that, this is a miskaper, there's a kapara. Why? Because now, he's back in the parasha of tshuva. He's in the parasha of tshuva. I, the kid himself, is screaming, is angry, he hasn't done any tshuva at all. He says, I, I, he says, he could be screaming, I swear I'm never going to put on till and go on to a bit. I'm never going to keep Shabbos. I'm not going to keep any mitzvahs. I'm going to do every Aveir, the Rais, and Jerban. The kid's screaming. He's, he's not on the program at all. So what does it help if, he, if the parents are Michael? So what the Shemi Shmuel is saying is an astonishing thing. If you or I ever give up on our children, if we ever give up on our children, that yeyush, that yeyush causes there to be a nituk, 
What does it mean a nituk? A separation. A split. A separation between the child and Avim Yitzhak and Yaakov. Hear what the Shem Yishmuel is saying. If you are misyayish, if we're not moich, if we give up on this kid and write him off as being chalila, or if a rabbi, a parent, if we write this kid off with misyayish, then he is minutak, he is separated, he is separated from the shalshelas hadayrus, from that chain that goes back to Avim Yitzhak and Yaakov, he's separated, and v'soifai, the end of this the end of this kid is that there's nothing he's finished he's gone because he's just like 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 the astronaut with it breaks god forbid from the from the from the spaceship if it breaks from his, then he just floats out and that's it there's nothing to do he's minutak he's disengaged from the shalshelas from that rope that is tying him back to where he comes from so the Torah says, "You're the Torah of Daito." That's why it never happened. Such a parasha. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why it never happened. Mm-hmm. In other words, so the parents are not Michael. Mm-hmm. The kid has rejected. The kid has rejected his family. He's rejected the past. He's turned against Torah mitzvahs. He's turned against his parents, and the parents Chas Shalom, are not Michael. Then you're the Torah of Daito. There's nothing. There's no way to bring him back. The parents were misyayish. The only connection this kid has to Av Mitzvah and Yaakov is through the parents. The parents turned, the parents said, get out of here. Get out. Bezdin, take him away. So there's no longer anything that is holding him to the shells. He's not, he's not part of the shellless anymore. He's been removed from the chain. He's no longer a link in the chain. But if, if the parents, even last second, the parents are saying, we're Michael, in other words, that you're still ours, you're still part of our world, no matter what you've done to us, no matter how much you've dishonored us and embarrassed us and degraded your parents, your grandparents, and the whole community, whatever you've done. But we are not letting go of you. We're not letting go of you. We're not misyayish. We're not letting go of you. So as long as the parents are marichal, which means they continue to believe that Be'emes, this kid has the ability to return, to come back to Duchuva, then we don't judge him al shame Saifa. Or you could say even better than that. We believe also one million percent that Sofa, the end of him will be, that he'll be part of Klai He'll be part of Klai He might not wear the hat that you want him to wear or the strammel that you want him to wear. He might be a little bit different. He might not. He could be, might end up much firmer than you. But he'll. But as long as the parents are Michael, they're not misyayish, and they believe. They believe be'emunah shleima in this kid, meaning that this kid is be'etzim, toiv, is be'etzim, kodesh v'tar, in the essence of who he is, is pure and is good. With the koyach of that emunah, the parents maintain that connection of the child to the shalshelas, to the chain of the others. And soifai, not the last name is Abrius. Soifai is not that he's going to end up killing people. Soifai is soifai that will end up like Reish Lakish. He'll end up, he'll end up a, a Gorlado. He'll end up to be an Elohim for sure. Now, the Torah is talking about Ben Saramora. None of the children that we're talking about in, in the Shiram are Chas in such a gather of Ben Sarah they're suffering with the, the problems that we've been talking about. And therefore, 
And therefore, um, when it comes down to the question, so what can we do? We're going to talk about different things, but I wanted to begin with this, and we'll see a piece from Avutin in a second. What can we do? What can we do? When there's nothing practical that you could do. There's nothing you could do, because anything that you try, it comes out to be the opposite. So what can we do? We're going to discuss this. It's not half scary. We have to think of things to do. But the aleph of what to do is what we're learning in the Shemi Shmuel. If even by a ben Saramara that we can't be masik, the riches of such a person, even by a ben Saramara, if the parents are moichel, which means that the parents hold on to him and believe in him, that he's still a chalik of the shalshal, is going back to the Ovis, that if that already removes the soif daito of being the last Namasabrius and puts him into the in, and, and holds him into that world of Am Yisrael, which is soif lastest Shuva. That in the end, the essence of who he really is is going to be revealed. He's going to be a, he's going to be a God fearing Jew. If that's how it is with the Ben Saramara, then Achas Kama Vakama Vakama. That when we're talking with one of the children nowadays, the Ikra Vaida, before anything practical, what you could do and who you could talk to and what therapy, whatever there is, the Aleph, the Aleph when it comes to this, is to be Michael. Now we're going to learn to be Michael doesn't mean that he can do anything he wants. Doesn't mean it's it's uh, doesn't mean it's hefke. We'll talk about gvulim, boundaries, and so on. We'll talk about that. Both we'll talk about that in Mitzrayim the next year, and also we'll talk about that much more in the, in the Indian davke with pagama bris and so on, pornography. We'll talk about that and how to try to be mashpia. But this avod is not about myself vis-a-vis the kid. In other words, what I do with the kid here it's about a husband and wife. It's about a mother and a father just between the two of them, being able to bring themselves to that place that the Shem Mishmul is talking about, that when the parents, no matter what they've been through, and it's sometimes it's the most horrible things that parents go through, it's unbelievable what the kids, what the kid will do to the parents. And with a Cholzeis, if the parents are somehow able to give out that feeling of we're not, we don't for a second stop believing in you, we don't for a stac- second stop loving you, we everything that you've done to us. So then, that's the Indian of, that emuna is like it says, we spoke about it a little bit last week. That's the emuna like it says, by Mordechai, vehi oymenes hadasi, he esther. That we see that emuna is a lotion of raising, of nurturing a child. Mordechai took care of esther, vehi oymenes hadasi, he esther. Because Mordechai every minute believed that there was something nistar, there was something hidden in this, in this person. And that's what it comes down to a parent, regardless of the behavior of the child, or the chutzpah of the child, the ikr is v'yoyimen es adasi yaster. There's a there's a a, a, a bocha that told me that he read in a book about about uh, Thomas Edison. You know, Thomas Edison was a was a brilliant person. So apparently, like many of these people who ended up becoming very very famous, um, he, he didn't do well in school. Yeah. So he he was sent home with a with a letter to his he was sent home to, with a letter to his parents that he's not ever allowed to come back to school that they had it with him he's not allowed to come back to school now to give you an idea of how poor a student he was he couldn't read the letter he he, he couldn't read the letter so he gave the letter to his mother and he understood that he was being let out from school that he under, he thought something was wrong so he gave the letter to his mother. And, and his mother looked at the letter, and he says, what, what did they write? 
So the mother said that it says over here that you're too smart and they really can't teach you anything anymore. This is for Yeah. That they, that they can't teach you anything. They, they, you know, there's... You need to be someplace else. That's you know. That's why you're impatient and you're so smart that they don't know how to they don't know how to teach you. They don't have what to teach you anymore. So if not for that, if not for that mother, we'd be sitting in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting. It's interesting because I was talking to this. I was talking to this Bach is having a very very hard time, and I and I was trying to give him some music, and and. He says that if I'm, he said that if I'm still doing anything, trying to keep something, it's because my because my mom. He says because my fa- his father left him years ago, so I left the family. He says my mother, my mother, I think my mother still sees that I have potential. That's what he told me. And and he was very emotional about it. And then he said that he read in a book about Thomas Edison. And he said no matter what they said about me in yeshiva, no matter what they said about me in yeshiva, and he said they said. I heard terrible things about me, and he said, and I deserve it because I did, I, 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 I did bad thing. I, it was bad. No matter what they said, but 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 my mother, my mother still believes that I'm good. And he saw this thing in a in a book about Thomas Edison, and it gave him tremendous tremendous chizik that he saw this about Thomas Edison. That the mother says no. You, by the mother, still. You know, sometimes like they have these, they have. I have the, I'm not talking about by non-Jews yet, but you have the thing where, I remember like seeing in the television when I was a kid, they had like some guy that just like killed like 45 nurses or something, and then and then they like they interview the mother, and the mother says, Joey's a good boy. <laughs> He's a good boy, Joe. So you wonder like, what, is, she, is she out of her mind? Joey's a good boy, like what else can you do? Like the guy, I mean, she, like killed his whole neighborhood. He's a good boy, Joey. <laughs> really, he's a good boy. Like she's being interviewed, and she says, he's a good boy, Joe. On Cimentos, I don't know how, but a mother, uh, she, maybe she means it. But uh, but uh, you, but over there, Saif Daito is the last of Sabrius and so on. It's not talking about <coughs> something else. That's what the first part of the Shemesh was about, was about that. But when it comes to a Yid, when it comes to a Yid, when, when the child, when a child, um, when it's, this same boy that I was talking to last week, if his rebellion gave up on him because they already told him a lot of things and the principal only threw him out and he was part of some group also a youth thing and they didn't want him there he was doing stuff he stole something so if it, what he's saying is that if my mother would have that was my last my last hope that if my mother would have given up on me so then I, I, I would have no way to return and the, and the child, what he's saying is exactly what the Shemesh Mul is about. He doesn't listen. He's turned, he's turned against his parents. And the <coughs> state of being disengaged from the parents, so then, he's finished, because he's not connected to the Shalshalas. He's done. There's no longer, he can't say that Avmi Tzaginyako his parents anymore. He's finished. But as long as the parents continue to believe in the kid as long as they see that Be'etzim is a good boy he needs help, he's a good boy and we Michael him and we have hope in him so Shem Yishmuel says then zap then the connection is in, uh, the connections to the others and you're the Torah of that in this world or the next world, whatever it is he'll have a tikkun, and he'll, it'll be good it'll be good by him, he'll work it out he'll work out the Indian as long as, long as the parent doesn't let go of that 
Look inside the page you got today. We'll come back to Rabbi Shamshul Hirsch. Keep that page, but look inside because I want a little bit of Zarif Pesach. You have what you just got today from the Mamorim of the Pachid Yisrael that were put out a couple of years ago, some new Mamorim. Baruch HaMokim, you have it? You see? Baruch HaMokim, Baruch Hu, Baruch Shnos and Torah Ami Yisrael. Hine Ilonu Bekan Me'in Birches HaTorah, so Vutna says, it's interesting. We're starting with saying the Haggadah, and it sounds like we're making a Birch in the middle of the Haggadah. So all the Mephashim are talking about, what's this whole big introduction to the four sons? Why do you need a whole Haggadah, uh, like a whole Me'ein Birch to to say, Chacham, so what do you need? But Rav Hutner says, no, there has to be, there has to be a Birchus Why? A special Birchus Atarah. A new Birchus Why? Because we are looking at an amazing Chiddush at this point in the Haggadah. An amazing Chiddush. It's not a regular Birchus that we make every morning. Every morning, a nice person that's, that gets up in the morning, we say Birchus Here's something different. Baruch Shnos and Torah Shabbat Hagada, Mishamish Kagdom, Melechenegad Abraban and Dibrasar, Vechemem, who are Russia. Now, one of the four sons is a Russia. So, you want to call him Ben Saramari, you want to call him Russia? One of the four sons is a Russia. He's a Russia, Shemoitzi Asman Aklau. He's a kaifa be'ikah. He's moitzi atzum and haklal. He doesn't have shaykhis to anything. Lubavitcher says the self he came to the seder. Lubavitcher used to speak about the fifth son that doesn't show up. Doesn't even want to come. The kid came to the seder, but he's a rasha. And moitzi atzum and haklal. Could be he came for the food. A lot of people come to shul just for kiddush. Could be he just came for the food. Shemoitzi atzum and haklal. He's a rasha. He took himself out of the club. Now, the reason that this doesn't fit into the normal gather of what? Of Hilchas Talmud Torah, where Birchas Torah would work, where I'm teaching Torah, because there's a problem in Halacha teaching Torah to a Rasha. There's <coughs> very strong, Gemarit Sanhedrin and Ram Hilchas Talmud Torah, very strong, how it's forbidden to teach a Talmud Shenahogun, whether it's your kid or someone else's kid. You're not allowed to teach a Rasha. I mean, there are many details, not halacha, especially in our times, and how does it work with people who are not from the Nairishayim. But when you have somebody that's a Rasha, and if it says Nagada, Echad Rasha means he's a Rasha. So the regular Birch Zatayra doesn't work for such a kid. Because the din is, in, in Hilchas Talmud Torah, in the halachas of teaching Torah, you're not allowed to be Mlamat Torah, Latamat Hogan, to a kid that's not, that's not Hogan, that's not worthy of being taught. The Gemara compares such a person who teaches a Talmud Shein Hogan like someone who's throwing an Evan, a stone, to the Marklis, to the Vadazar, with the way of that Avaida, the, the nature of that Avaida, as the Ram says, Nuchas Avadazar, in Parag Beis, in Parag the nature of that Avaida is that that's the Avaida, you throw a rock at it. It doesn't get better. That's how you, that's how you worship that Avadazar, by throwing rocks at it. So you think that you're going to help the kid by teaching him Torah? This Russia. He's a Russia. It's Kazarik Evan, the Marklis. This just makes it worse. 
He's going to take the Torah that you're teaching him, and he's going to go uh, use it in a bad way. Yeah. So the Rav Hutna says that the shame Torah and a halach in Talmud Torah is no longer applicable to such a melamed who's teaching a Russia. What could be a Talmud Shaino Hogan that's worse than this guy, than this Russia of the Haggadah who doesn't want to have a Shaykhis to Klal Yisrael? That he's Moitzi Asim and Klal. What could be worse than that? Therefore, the question is a powerful question. No. Why are you allowed to keep this kid at the table? This Russia, that's Hoytzi Asim Naklal, you should, this Russia, that's to, that, whatever that means, Lemaise, we, Lemaise, he's at the table, you don't, you don't throw him away. How you allowed Bechlal? How are you allowed to talk to this kid in learning? How are you allowed to get in, enter into the whole parish of having a discussion to answer a question of Maha Voida Zaislacha? To say Bavu is also Ashamli. Why are you answering this guy? And get out of here. Throw him out of the house. Don't see there are people that throw the kid out of the house. Throw him out of the house. He's not allowed to be here. You're not allowed to talk to him in learning. He's asking a question. You're allowed to talk to him? What are you getting into a whole discussion with this guy? You're not to teach Torah to a Talmud Jain Hogan. Even if it's with a strong Musa of Hakeshina, whatever that means, with his teeth, whatever your favorite Haggadah says. <laughs> whatever that means. Bez. So listen to what the says. The ghoul of Mitzrayim took place in such a way all of us were like in the Memtesh Shari None of us were Talmidim Hagunim, you know? None of us, none of us were, were uh, valedictorians in Mitzrayim. We weren't on the dean's list. All of us were, were worthy of getting kicked out of school when we were in Mitzrayim. So the Baruch took us out, and it's, it's a chiddush. He took us out, Yad Chazaka, with a strong Yad Chazaka. <clears throat> Not a strong hand of discipline, a strong hand of love. A Yad Chazaka of Yemin Mekarevis. Haini B'derech Dilug. As Chazal tells us, that Hashem is Medalag El Har Mekapaz El Gros, because B'nai Yisrael asked, and Moshe Rabbeinu, how is it possible we're leaving, even before the time? How, could, how is it possible that we're leaving? We're not Ru'uyim Lagula, that's what they said. We're not worthy of redemption. The way this kid with Thomas Edison, we're not Ru'uyim of Gula, we're not worthy of redemption. We weren't worthy of redemption. But something strange happened. Hashem took us out with a Yad Chazaka. And Hashem didn't pay attention to our report cards in Mitzrayim. Didn't pay attention to our grades, to all the red ink, and to all the things that said incurable, miserable, lowest kid I ever had. Nothing to do. You can't help this guy. That's how we were in Mitzrayim. The Bani Shalom closed up all the papers, threw out all of the files. And the Malachim, the Malachim had also a Kitrug, what? How is it you're drowning the Egyptians? They're no better than the Egyptians. And the Jews, you're making a miracle? They're no better than the Egyptians. Halolu v'halolu. Halolu v'devadazara. Halolu v'devadazara. 
So the Rosh did an, an amazing thing. This is the Midah Vatikah, <coughs> the least of the highest thing of crown, where Hashem is our father, the Zabin Abba, the Zabin Abba Bisre Zuzay. That's how we end the Haggadah. Echad Aniyadeh, Echad Elokeinah Shemayim Varetz, Chadgadi the Zabin Abba. Hashem did an amazing thing. He took all of the report cards, he took all of the papers, he took everything, mamish, all the horrible things that were written up about us, and all the malachim had comments, you know what the teacher writes, extra. <laughs> <laughs> comments. Everything the Baruch Shalom took, and uh, into the Yamsaf, he threw everything away. Nothing. He took us out. Nikomakam Nigalu. There was a Mida of what's called Atika Kedisha, Mida of, of, of Keser, the highest level of Hashem's love, which is a father, a father. That's Michael. Everything. Everything. Mamish. Gimel. V'imbonu l'shola e'zemida k'vu shal hanhagi m'shteyachis yanhagi yanchazaka. And if we want to know, is there a midah of Hashem, not just like a cameo appearance in Mitzrayim of this midah of Yad Chazaka, is there a midah of Hashem, a permanent midah of Hashem? We understand Mitzrayim, that was a weird thing, Yad Chazaka. We'll need the next like three minutes. That was a strange, once in a, once, one time in history that there was this Yad Chazaka where Hashem is medalik al What about like on a regular day, like now? It's not easy to say now. So there's no, there's, you know, what's this? There's no Yad Chazaka now. There's no Medalik Lahar Mekabbat's clothes. So what's the Midah Hashem? So listen to this. My answer to this is this. Shashma Shel Hamidah. There is a Midah like that that Hashem has always. Not just a Gilui of Yamsuf or, or by Mitzrayim. There is a Midah that's a permanent Midah of the Midas of Hashem that's called Kel Emuna, where it says in Hazino. <laughs> Kel Emuna, very novel. A God of faith. Kel and the definition of this is It's not the usual way we, we use the word emuna, which means I believe God exists, or that God believes that we exist. We find Lashon Chazal that Hashem believed in the world. You remember, you remember the angels didn't want the world to be created, right? The angels were fighting against the creation of the world because the angels said, ah, they're all shackered. Why should you create the world? It's all f- they're filled with they're all liars. And why, should, why should you create the world? So, so it says, Nasa Adam, that while the angels are fighting and screaming, the Baruch Shalom, and he, and, he said, and he came back and he told them, Allah, by the way, guys, I already, I already did it. So I, I, <laughs> I made men. And they, they were having a whole thing, screaming and yelling, you shouldn't create him, he's no good, he's the Yerushalayim. The other one said, nobody could say sometimes this. No, there's no, he's been. They're fighting, the angels are fighting, and the Baruch Shalom, while they're arguing, Chazal say, the Baruch Shalom is not Sodom. He comes back and he tells them, Allah, not Sodom. He says, I already, I already made him. I, I did it. So Chazal have a lotion. Hemin ba'olam, ba'olam uba. Hashem believed in the world and created it. What do you mean to believe in the world? That's not a matter of like something existing, to believe in the world. Put in a word that you all can read. Confidence. Confidence. Amuna means confidence. Smichas das in halacha, a certainty, a confidence, emuna, f- to have faith in, not to believe something exists, but to have faith in, to have confidence in. Emuna he confidence smichas das bezulas al yedeze shemoitzim oisay neeman vaamida keneged midel amunaseinu boy isbarach who kel emuna. We have confidence in Hashem. Like I said yesterday at the Shia, 
like the right from the Klosenberger. When the Klosenberger was saying that how how he saw the Nazis in Machshamim, he said that when they, after they left the concentration the camp, they made the first save, and the Klosenberg was saying how the Nazis were laughing at us when we would try to daven a little bit, we tried to keep some mitzvahs, they were laughing at us, that you still you keep these things. And the, and, and the Klosenberg said, the word is, that the reason that Hashem Esbach redeemed us from this place, and he's going to, in the end he's going, there's going to be Mashiach, is because despite <laughs> all of what we've been through, we never ever stopped believing that in the, end it's going to, in the end it's going to work out. We never stopped believing in Hashem that it's going to work out. So the Midah Kanegimid is like this. When we believe that despite all of the difficulties that we go through in life, we, we, we still have confidence in Hashem, and we trust Him that He's going to carry out all the promises that He made to us. Now, all this is with the parents as well. Then Hashem reveals this Midah Kanegimid, which is, I believe in you. You believe in me? We have a deal. You believe in me that I'm going to be good? Hashem says to us. It sounds strange to say. You, Jews, you, you still believe in me. After, the, after, after Hitler and everything, you still believe in me that I'm good? You still believe in me that it's going to be good with me? That you're still going to give me a chance to work things out with you? So we say, yeah, we still believe in you. So the Baruch Hashem says, I believe in you too. I believe in you also. I have confidence in you also. <clears throat> This means that even though right now in the present tense we don't see the good, just like you don't see in the kid the good, and we don't see Kivyachal and what the Baruch Shalom is doing here, we don't see all of these promises that Hashem made to us. We have confidence that that it's going to be good. It's going to be good. The same way the Baruch Shalom believes in the toiv that is inside each and every one of us, we believe in the toiv that is hidden beneath this Hestaponim that we're living through. And from, this is the source of this strange behavior, and Hashem's part of Yadachazaka, that throwing out all the report cards and all the other things and saying, I'm taking them out, even though they're in the Memtashari Tumah, I'm taking them out. I believe in them. On the surface, there's no schus for there's no schus for gula. They have no worthiness to be redeemed. There's just the opposite. There's a, there's every reason not to be redeemed. Why is one better and stronger than the other? Why is a Jew better than a guy? Better than an Egyptian. <coughs> The Khan Poelis Kel Emuna. What's revealed is this meter that's called Kel Emuna. Even though we can't see the good in, in a clear and obvious way right now, Saif as Khuyas Lizgalis. In the end the good will come out. And it will be good. But that's only because Tracht good, Vedzain good. That if we continue to think in that way, Vedzain good. And it's Poil in such a way. It's parlance that show I gave a shear the other day to the girls in Stern College. Maybe you can listen to it. It's on the, I think it's on the thing. The whole Indian is tracht good, vetzayin good, of what that means. It's not just some kind of a hope that I think it'll be good. It means through that emuna, you poil that. That's what brings out the type. Through continuing to believe. Because based on what we're learning from the Shemesh Shmuel, that means that you're not allowing that child to become detached from the Shalshelis Ha'avis. But the moment the parents chalil, the parents say, Gamarno, done, finished, then the kid floats off. And then you are the toilet of Daitai. 
You had to tell us I've died. There's nothing. What are you going to make with this? He's finished. And therefore, Tshuva Zula Kitrugim, that's the Mida of Yad Chazaka. That, that's able to push away all of the Mekadrigim mm. against Am Yisrael. All of the Mekadrigim against a Jew is when, is when he knows, like this kid was telling me last week, that my mother still knows that I'm good. My mother still believes in me that I'm good. When that's, when that's like, then all the Mekadrigim in the end, this kid's going to be okay. So the beginning of our avod as parents, as rebellion and as parents, it's the beginning. Before we talk about the gvulas and borders and boundaries and when to say yes, when to say no, the beginning has nothing to do with the kid. It has to do with us. That that's the meat of Hashem. Kelamuna. Yad chazake. And if we believe that the kid be'etzim is the Kaddish v'tar, and we never stop, and the kid sees, and the kid feels that we believe that, he could see that in us, that we believe that in him. With all the aggravation, all the problems, and all the things, and the argument, the kid sees that we, we believe in that, and the kid could tell, they could tell, they all could tell. When the kid sees that, then the parents will have a Yad Chazaka to bring this kid out of anything that he's in. But the, if the parents, Khalila, don't have a Muna, that a Muna, so then the Yad is not, it's a Yad Kehei, then it's a weak arm. Then there's no Yad Chazaka. And the kid just floats away. There's nothing you can do for him. That's the Aleph of our Avoid. Hashem as well should help us. We'll continue to learn this. So I think next week, I don't think we're going to have a Shia. Next week, it's, be, it's, it's getting a little bit close to the, the Mechir's Chamas and things are busy over here. So Mitzvah will continue after the Yantavish. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.